On this week's episode of Smarter Building Materials Marketing, Beth and I talk with Alex Kadur, who's the director of B2B marketing for TechoBlock, a manufacturer of landscape stones. I was recently chatting with Alex and was blown away to learn that his company at TechoBlock holds an event across North America that brings in over 16,000 professionals to listen to Alex and his team talk about their products. On this episode, Beth and I grill Alex to find out how in the world they're able to pull this off. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. Hey, Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, super excited to be here. How do I pronounce your last name? Kedzier. Kedzier. Kedzier? Yeah. Am I saying that right or am I butchering that? It's not bad. It's about as good as I get. You've really got my vote of confidence. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a French name, and uh, as soon as I leave the province of Quebec, you get butchered. So, what have you, What's the worst you've, you've ever gotten? Uh, most people just go with Kadu. They do. That sounds about right. You guys have really become a trusted advisor in your space, and you're getting in front of more decision makers. But it, it's through this, like, it, it's like a trade show. Like a trade show. And it's, uh, it's like a combination of education, entertainment, and trade show all in one. Like we throw a lot of resources at making it a great show, period. Like you could not be from our industry and you'd probably still be pretty interested in it because we, we throw a lot of the production value. We throw a lot of the, the video production, the stage design, uh, the lighting, just trying to make it as much as possible even though we're only in that ballroom for 24 hours, including setup and teardown, and we're only in front of the customers for four hours before we pack up and move on to the next show the very same day, uh, we try to make it look like we've been set up for a few days. It's cemented our, our status as the, the leader in terms of the innovation, in terms of the, the understanding of what it is to be a hardscape contractor, what it is to grow your business in this industry, and uh, what it is to really uh, want to challenge the status quo to better your position and grow the right way. Not grow by just dumping prices and, and stealing jobs, but earning people's business and, and, and building a better company that people are happy to work at and want to stick around. Because it's one of the biggest challenges that our whole industry faces is people, they look at our industry and they're like, yeah, okay, I did that when I was in college. And cool. Like they don't see it as a career, but it's honestly one of the best industries you could ever hope to, to work in. And, you know, some of the things that, that, that we've been talking about back and forth over the past few days, and even what uh, was mentioned on the podcast, like now it's becoming an actual business. So the people who are in here who love it, now we have to help them become better business people. Otherwise, the real thing that we do well, the value of it is going to get diminished because you know, these business people, they'll figure out all these efficiencies and everything. They, they won't need us. So we really have to help these people who are in it now, who are truly passionate about it, who get excited about, like we will roll out a new product and it's literally just a concrete block with a series of colors available and maybe a new texture. And they'll get excited. They'll, like, they're, they're, they're standing up, they're applauding. Like we're, everyone is just psyched to have the opportunity to show it to a customer 
they're taking samples, like they're filling up their truck with samples at the show so they can show it to people and hopefully put it in. And when they put it in, they're posting it on Instagram and Facebook and texting their rep and sending an email to us. Like, Hey, I got the first one in. Like that's cool. Other industries where people get excited about a block. Let's take a step back. Maybe just tell me a, a little bit about yourself. You've been in the industry for a while because you, you were a contractor, right? Like, weren't you a contractor before you started working for Teco Block? Um, yeah, well, I worked, basically, I've, I've had kind of uh, two careers at Teco Block. Uh, I started very young because my father worked at Teco Block. He was their director of sales and marketing for 16 years. He basically, was the guy who opened up the United States uh, as a market for a very small Quebec-based Canadian company, family-owned, you know, $2 million in sales. We're, we're well beyond anything even close to that now. But, uh, you know, he's just French-Canadian guy going down with a thick French-Canadian accent, showing people Canadian products that people had never seen before. And uh, I would ride with him in the summer because I'm the uh, eldest of four children. So my mom was like, look, get this guy out of here because he's annoying and just keeps picking on the other <laughs> one. How, how old were you when you were when you're riding around with your dad? Uh, started at, uh, I started at eight years old when he worked for uh, one of our competitors now, but he worked there for uh, a few years. And then at 12 years old, that's when he started working at Tackle Block. But basically since the age of eight, I've been on hardscape construction sites across North America. That's really cool. So you, you know it pretty well to say the least. When did you fall in love with it though? Like as as a 12 year old, you probably want like, man, these blocks are like the coolest thing ever. Or maybe you were. No, uh, no, actually it's funny. I was, uh, so I, uh, I wanted to be a paleontologist when I was a kid. We have a bit of a saying, a few of us at Echo Block that passion is really just enthusiasm over time. So everything I do, if I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm going to throw all my energy at it because I want to be the best at it if I'm going to try it. So I just really uh, got very passionate about the industry by being enthusiastic about helping my dad. So I'd run out to the car and get the samples and bring the catalogs out. And then it turned into, I'd start asking the, the prospect questions just because I was curious and I was a kid. So I'd ask a question. and they'd be, That's a very good question. Your dad knew exactly what he was doing. When he brought yeah. you along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you say no to a salesperson who brought his, his 12-year-old son along? Yeah. How do you say no to a 12-year-old salesman? Oh, you don't. You don't. You say, <laughs> exactly. how, much, how much do I give you? <laughs> <laughs> I started college. I graduated high school. And then in Quebec high school, you graduate, you're 16 years old. Um, so it only goes up to grade 11. So I, I was now at the age where I got my driver's license. I wanted a car. The best way to make good money really quickly is landscaping because you, you just, it's a ton of hours, especially uh, in a more northern climate where it's a truncated season. So you're not doing 40 hours, you're doing 70 hours a week. So obviously was able to make a lot of money buying my first car and so on. So I ended up doing that for a few years and it was just really rewarding to uh, show up to a job site that, you know, it's just a bare lawn tear it up. It looks like hell after the first day. And then when you leave, you know, the customer's almost like teary eyed with how happy they are of what you just built for them. 
So being able to see that transformation and being able to really see the direct result of your hard work was uh, something that, that that's where I really fell in love with it because I saw you can make a difference fairly easily and have a lot of fun doing it. And you're not stuck behind a desk. You're not, uh, you're not, you know, worrying about a million spreadsheets and things like that. You're just, you're just building stuff. And that's how I feel like a lot of our customers get into the industry and stay in the industry. Uh, the challenge after is the business side and that's where we really try to help them. So after university, I was working at Home Depot and they offered me a few different positions. And then my dad's like, well, hold on, before you, before you accept any position there, why don't you come in and, and have an interview at Tuckle Block? So I had an interview with the president. Obviously, I couldn't interview with my dad. Honestly, it took three months to think about it. We agreed we'd, we'd try it out. I basically hit the books immediately. Already knew the product because of my background, but exactly how the systems work and explaining to people exactly how to build things as uh, effectively and efficiently as possible became something that I became very passionate about because I felt like that was a way that I could impact my relationship and bring value to that relationship with those customers and then, you know, show them that the product is good. But, you know, what I was realizing very quickly was people's perception of the products versus the reality of the products. There was a very large gap and that gap came from what their evaluation criteria were. And if you're basing your decisions when you're buying building materials just on the price, you're going to buy a very different set of products than if you're looking at things like dimensional tolerances and consistency and colors and finish and packaging. And uh, those are all things that we do, we did, and we continue to do very, very well. But if you don't understand the impact that all of those things can have on your business, for example, dimensional tolerances, if you're building a wall and you have to shim and shave every block to be able to set that perfectly level as you need to, to ensure the structural stability of that, uh, that retaining wall, if you don't realize how many hours you burn up in a year doing those little corrective measures, then you're always only going to look at the cheapest block. So by helping people understand how to build better, I was able to then position our products as something that helps you build better. And if you're building better, you look better, your customers are more satisfied, it'll lead to better referrals, better opportunities, better sales. So that's just kind of how I positioned myself and, and, and really wanted to become a product and a system expert so that I would become a local resource. The success that I've had and the success that TechoBlock has had has come from the fact of we're presenting a line of products that are designed with the consumer, in our case, the contractor, really in mind. It's easier to build. It looks better. It holds up longer. And it's so different that you're going to win jobs because you look like no one else. You know, you know, what's interesting here, Alex, is that you touched on like so many different topics right now that a lot of building material manufacturers like probably would love to like crack the nut on. Like, how do you sell a more expensive product? How do you educate on that product? How do you talk about the value proposition of it? And how do you even get in front of the right decision makers who are going to use it, right? Regardless if you sell to the pro or residential or new construction or commercial, there's a lot of things involved in that. And I think it's it kind of leads into our conversation that we we're planning on talking about today, which is the contractor showcase that you guys at Techoblock host. 
because a lot of the problems that that manufacturers deal with, it, it really comes down to getting in front of the right decision makers and educating them in a way they actually want to listen. So yeah. maybe, maybe let's give us a little bit of an overview of this contractor showcase because it's not, it's frankly, it's like the most different contractor showcase I've ever heard of. It's like not your typical little roadshow. You guys like really do this thing up. Yeah. Yeah. So contractor showcase, we've been doing it for 14 years now. And uh, it started with basically just a, a roadshow like you would imagine any building material or any, any company really to be doing in front of their customers. Hey, here's what's new. Here's what's exciting. Grab some swag, grab some food. And thank you very much. We'll see you out there this year. We hired someone that was really integral in, in changing the philosophy of, of the company. Who's still with us. He's our director of education. His name is Paver Pete, believe it or not. That's his nickname. This guy lives and breathes this industry and has been doing it for decades. Is, is, his, name really, is his name really Pete? His name is really Pete. Yeah. Pete Belaglu, but Paver Pete is way easier to pronounce and sticks a lot better. Bob Vila actually gave him that name. Did he really? Well, I guess it, I guess yeah. it sticks then. If Bob Vila gives him the yeah, name. Yeah, that's legit. He was insisting that there was an appetite for more than just the products. That as a manufacturer, uh, if we really wanted to be leaders in the industry, we had to be doing more to actually lead the industry. Not just have amazing products, amazing quality, and constantly change the game with new innovations. So... He was adamant that we needed to help them learn more about the systems and help them understand what they're building so they can build it better so that they're in business next year. So we don't have to constantly acquire new people. We can build with the ones that we get. So we tried it out and we did just this little learning session as part of the roadshow. And then over, uh, and it worked really well. And then the next year we added a bit more. And then after a few years, it basically became what it is now, which is, it's like 90% education. It is focused on the contractor. It's all about helping them with marketing their business and their services, selling, cross-selling, upselling, just sales in general, uh, the sales cycle, uh, estimating and job costing, installation, and human resources. And by focusing on that, those five core elements, basically, it's like a hardscape business boot camp that we run through town, we get in front of a few hundred contractors per day, and we're addressing those topics and trying to bring the greatest value to them as possible. How many towns do you go to this year? How many towns we, are you going to go to? Uh, we're doing 48 this year. 48. So you're at 48 different, like that, that's 48 different days, like throughout this year, you're going to do that. That's right. And yeah, is we that do it in, from, is from that January to March. No, that's Canada and the United States. So we do it in uh, one, two, three, four, four different provinces in Canada. And then uh, I think we hit 30 states in the United States. And you oversee that? Yeah. And when, when do you sleep? I joke, I joke I'll sleep when I'm dead all the time. I, you know, it's honestly the most rewarding part of my career is, is working on Showcase so far. I oversee it. I'm, I'm also one of the, the main presenters. I, I do all the, the Canadian events. And to uh, have contractors come up to you at the end of the day and shake your hand and genuinely thank you for, for showing them something that's going to help them be more successful, uh, be a better employer to their, 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 their team, and, and, and help them you know, even put food on the table. You know, it's just it's, it's 
really nice to see that impact that you can have on people. And they recognize that, you know, we're a manufacturer and obviously our, our role is to, to, to sell our products, but they realize that what we're showing them applies to anything. Like we're not showing them techniques that are specific only to our products. We're showing them techniques that apply to, you can buy my competitor's product tomorrow morning, use all the techniques and all the approaches that I just showed you, and you will be a better contractor and you will be more successful. The point is not to sell the product. I'm not helping you by telling you about myself. I'm helping you by helping you discover opportunities within your business, opportunities within our industry. And that's really what it's all about. You've mentioned it a couple of times, and I just think it's, it's worth circling back to you and, and really hitting on is you've said the word value about 100 times. And we talk a lot about value. It's something that that's really the core of our message is, you know, how do you, how do you grow your marketing? How do you get your ads to perform better or, you know, scale up your marketing or what's the best strategy? And it's really about delivering value. But what I really like that what you're saying, Alex, is you're showcasing what showcasing, see how I did that, but you're you're showing how value is not smoke and mirrors. It's not, you can't pretend to offer value. Um, so when we were talking at the very beginning, you were saying, you know, we set up like we've been there for days. We know people are only going to be here for a couple of hours, but you want people to really have a true experience and people feel authenticity. People can smell fake from a thousand miles away. You wouldn't have been successful. You might still be doing roadshows. You might still be making sales. You might still have grown your company, but you wouldn't have grown to where you are. You wouldn't have other companies asking, how do you do what you do? You wouldn't be that go-to resource. I mean, you're, you're hitting on what value really has to be. And what I really like is that it's a great case study to show that when you give away so much that it makes you feel uncomfortable, like you're saying, you could apply the strategies that we're, you're talking about to your competitors' products. That's a risk for sure. But people respond to value. They respond to that authenticity. They respond to that thought leadership. And that's really what drives the needle. Like that's really what makes a difference. But it has to, like Alex, you're probably one of the most genuine people I've talked to in a very long time. It has to be genuine. I just think that it's so important what you're saying about value because you're not just like, we make them feel really good about themselves. We give them a bunch of free stuff. Like that's, that's valuable, but that's not getting you the same traction. I think, you know, another thing that, that, that I learned from Pete a long time ago was, you know, there's three things you can do for your customer. You can make them feel good, which is, which is great. And it's, it's part of the relationship and everything. You can make them money or you can save them money. If we're talking about bringing value to them, what's going to bring the greatest value? I can't make them money. I can't give them money. That's not something I'm interested in doing. Uh, can I make them feel good? Sure. But that that's, that only carries you so far. Can I show them how to make themselves more money? Show them how to save money with things that they already have? Yeah, I can, because I understand their business really well. And like when you're talking about adding value and, and, and you know, giving away more than, than you're comfortable with, in order to do that, you have to really understand what it is that they value. Because what you're comfortable or uncomfortable giving away is irrelevant if they don't feel the same way. So there's stuff that like I'll do and I'll, I'll, I'll give away or like we'll, we'll, we'll put out there as information. 
And okay, great. Like, so my competitor also ha now has access to the information because we, we make it all public and it's out there. All the videos that we shoot for the presentation are on our YouTube channel. They're there. Just go watch them. You'll see exactly what we're doing. And a competitor can copy it 100% if they want. But if you don't understand what the value is for the contractor and you can't make them understand why it's so important, then it doesn't mean anything. And that's probably the, 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 one of the biggest things that we learned throughout the process of these past 14 years is, you know, in large part, we've been saying kind of the same thing every year. We deliver it differently. Um, I'm just going to back up one step because just, just for the benefit of everyone to understand what we do, we have a sales force that covers nine provinces, 33 contiguous states. And that means that we are literally face-to-face -face with hundreds of contractors every day. So we are very much in tune with what the reality is, what challenges they face. We take those challenges and we recreate them on one or multiple job sites every year that we build ourselves. So myself, Paver Pete, uh, we get a few of our, of our very experienced um, sales reps together and uh, we work together with a local contractor. We get a film crew and we build the whole project, start to finish. And we film all the elements that address all the challenges. And we do it ourselves to figure out solutions. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And we show them both. And when it doesn't work, we say, you know, this didn't work. Here's what we would do differently. We try to figure it all out so that we are as authentic as possible. And we know really what their, what their challenge is. Not what they tell us what the challenge is, because sometimes that's just a symptom of a problem that they have. We really want to get to the core of it all the time, because that's, again, how we feel we can bring the most value. And we can relate it better to them because we can say like, you know, we were driving to the job site at six in the morning. And then all of a sudden we get a call from the subcontractor that he's going to be late and he's not going to be able to come in for two days. So now we have to scramble to change our schedule around. And that's when we realize like, we don't have a tool to help us manage our labor effectively. And that's where we found this guy. And that's where we bring in. And that's, how, you know, one of the great ways to bring extra value is, don't pretend like you know everything. There are plenty of other experts in the industry and there are lots of other services and products and providers that are working with the same customers, just not exactly in the same space. So they're not competing with me. They're only adding to what I'm offering. So we have a, a sponsorship program for Showcase where we have local sponsors. And these are businesses that offer everything from CRM software for contractors to uh, heavy equipment for excavation to compaction to um, dustless cutting, which is especially important for our industry with the new OSHA laws and silica uh, regulations that have come into place. We're trying to find everything that helps address all the challenges that they face and bring it all under one roof. Who's bringing it to you? It's Tackle Block. It's us. We're the connector. So, you know, we want to be everything that's great in the industry and everything that can help you grow. We also have great products. But your job and your business depends on more than just concrete blocks, a lot more. And we're going to help you address all that. It's, it's literally one of the smallest pieces. But you're hitting at the core of the real things that keep them up at night. How do I make yeah. my business more efficient? How do I make more money? How do I solve labor problems? All of that in this 24-hour in this event. Basically, we're, we're hitting all those cities. 
we show up, we set up the night before, and we have them in the room for, or in the building for about four hours. You're doing all of that in four hours? Three and a half hours of presentation time, and they're there for, uh, I'll take that back. They're there for about six hours because they'll show up around 7 a.m. They're out of there around 2.30, 3 o'clock. We're speaking for about three and a half hours. The rest of the time, they're interacting with all the vendors and, and uh, getting product demonstrations and software demonstrations and stuff like that. I want to make sure, Alex, that people understand like everything that goes into this. You plan out all of these different locations, but you guys are doing a ton of prep work in advance. You have an actual job site that you use your product as well as the other manufacturers that partner with you in this contractor showcase. You have a job site. You create a really beautiful outdoor space. You record that, that you then use in your education, and then you literally go to all these locations and, and showcase that to teach them how to do certain things. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's a nine-month prep for a three-month execution. You said nine-month prep? Nine-month prep. Talk to me about that prep work. What's involved in that outside of like, obviously getting, you got you to gotta do things like pick your locations and deal with vendors and find, find things like that. But like what goes into actually creating that value? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously finding all the venues and, and scheduling all that, which is way more difficult than you would ever imagine. Um, because, you know, we have a very specific set of needs for the space that we, that we have, right? And or that we require. We're, we're seeing a few hundred contractors. Some of our events, we're getting five, 600 contractors in a day. And we need to be able to show off, again, our products, which are concrete products. Uh, we need to be able to get all the vendors in. So finding the right venues and then planning all that out and then working out all the logistics. Uh, it, it's a real roadshow. I mean, we have four 53-foot trailers that, that follow us around to every event. And that's all the stuff that we're carrying around. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a legit setup. We're running two teams simultaneously across Canada, the United States, so that we can condense the schedule. Otherwise, we'd be doing this into June, which doesn't work with the seasonality of our industry. So that, in its in and of itself, makes it very complicated. Then we look at things like who are the uh, partners going to be? Who are these vendor partners? And what do they have to offer to the project and to our contractors in general? So there's kind of a vetting process that we go through that. You know, a lot of people would think that, you know, we'll take whatever, whoever wants to throw us some money to team up, like, cool, come on down. But it's not like that. We're actually looking at, is this product good for our audience? It, does it represent similar values to what we stand for? So that that message doesn't get confused when someone's walking through our space and interacting with all these different vendors. We want like-minded individuals who are focused on growing the industry by being better than you were yesterday and, and by getting those people together. And it takes time to get those people and get those relationships and then develop the content can really create something that's, that's very different from what's going on elsewhere in our industry and in other industries. From there, we look at all the challenges that we've, we've been hearing and we've been discovering by working with contractors. We identify where the project will be who we'll be working with. We go through the design process and the design process is longer than a typical hardscape project would be because while we're designing it, we're trying to design using products in different ways, contrary to, to what would be traditional applications. 
to challenge the norm and to, to discover maybe a more efficient way to, to build a wall or build a raised patio or build an outdoor kitchen. Uh, and that, that's actually some of the things that we did this year. We're super excited to be able to present uh, in 2019. These are all the things that, that, that take time to do. You know, we're doing that while we're, we're running a business. So it, it takes nine months because we're also doing other things. I, I don't know how else to put it other than if you want it to be genuinely valuable and powerful and sticky for the audience, where they're, they're seeing that, they're discovering what matters to their business, they're, they're changing how they view the, their industry. I mean, you got to take your time to do that properly. If all you want to do is just show up and talk about products and say, hey, here's some problems and here's some guys who can help you, you can do that in a couple of days. But if you want to really shake the core of their business every year, like we do, you got to take your time and you got to really genuinely care and, and be passionate about the industry as a whole. Now, that's interesting because, you know, you guys are doing a project, not just, you're not doing it to show off your, your products, you're doing it to help them realize that there's a different way of doing business. But, and I think what's interesting is you guys get a ton of decision makers to come to these events, right? Like, yeah. how, so what are you doing to get them to come to your event? And what's the experience that they get when they actually attend? We sell our products through uh, an authorized dealer network. So our relationship with the contractor is a little bit funny in that it's not direct. We, we interact with them directly, but we don't sell directly to them. So by having those points of sale, and we have over 700 of them across North America, point of sale uh, merchandising, as, as old school as it may seem, is still very effective. Obviously, there's extensive email campaigns, social media with geo-targeting. You know, we've developed a profile of the ideal contractor for us. So we know kind of what their age group is, how long they've been in business, uh, what are some of the things that they, they value, and how do we how do we position ourselves in, in, in their eyes? Now, we don't want to be talking to every contractor. We want to be talking to the contractors who recognize that there's room for improvement and there are people who can help you improve. The guys that fit the mold for us, they're the younger ones in the industry. So that's perfect. That's music to our ears because like, if I can help you shape your business now and you value what I bring to the table now, 10 years from now, when you're dominating your market, well, so will I. That's the long-term play I'd prefer to, to work on. And you guys are just building this crazy snowball. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fun, especially when you look at some of the markets where we have been doing it for 14 years, you see the snowball. There's 500 people in the room. 400 of them have been there for the past five, six, seven, eight, nine years. And they're the core of the business. And they love it. They, they love coming. They keep coming back. They love it. We had a show, I kid you not, two years ago. We had, it was sold out and we kept having walk-ins. We had people sitting cross-legged on the floor. Really? Yes. For four hours. It's that good. We were signing autographs. (laughs) (laughs) That is the, that's the ultimate ego trip. Yeah, definitely. Signing the catalog, signing our product catalog. Who should I make this out to? It was hilarious. No, it's just that for me, that, that's when I know that what we're doing is the right thing for them. Yeah. When they're willing to sit on the floor and then come up and ask you to sign the catalog because that was so good. Like, dude, you, 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 you did something right that day. 
So I think that's actually a great lead in because I was going to ask you about results and that's a great result. I don't think that's necessarily a result that we can put on the wall to measure all the things that we do against is has someone asked you for your autograph? That's how I'll know that I arrived or just set the bar probably a little bit higher than I needed to, but we uh, look at how many people we reached with the advertising and the promotional efforts, then how many people register from there, how many people actually attend. It is a free event. So the no-show rate is, is higher than you may, uh, you may expect. It's, it's about 30% no-show rate, which I've been told is really good, actually, for a free event compared to a lot of other people that I know in, in our industry, at least, that put on free events. Like they're, they're getting 40, 50% no-shows, which is terrifying for me because it's just, it costs so much to put on these events. But we hover around 30% no-show historically which I think is another testament to the, the quality of what we're putting forth and people recognize that. But so we look at that and then uh, we look at our marketing qualified leads that come from this process. So people attend the show and for the longest time, uh, when I was on the sales side, we'd get lists and it was just an Excel spreadsheet. Here's the 500 people that came to the show. Here's the list. Have at it, boys. And you're not doing much with that because there's already prospects that you have in your pipeline that you know. And then there's a list of 500 people that some of them, you know, some of them you don't and you call them and you leave a message. And then you finally get an appointment, you get the face to face, you start discovering that, Hey, this guy buys 60, 75% tackle block. I just wasted, I don't know how many sales calls or activities on trying to meet with this customer thinking that I'm going to gain my share of wallet and gradually grow my market share, and I'm not going to, not with that prospect. So how, how are you solving that problem? What are, you, what are you guys doing now? So what we've, uh, what we've changed is we've, uh, we've added interactive survey component to the event. What we do is we ask a series of questions. Uh, some of them are fairly explicit. Some of them are a little bit sneaky, but the, the questions are really about helping us define what that person's business is. What products other than ours? So who, who's the main competitor that they're buying their products from? How much do they spend total on our product category? How much do they spend with us versus the other one? So we can establish that share of wallet. And then what we do is we kind of have this, this perfect little recipe of they buy from this brand in this market. So that's a prime competitor. and We have some key advantages over them. So that's, that's someone that should be relatively easy to convert. Uh, they buy quite a bit, so it's worth our effort. And they're buying a little bit of our product, so they've, they've gotten a taste of it. There's some obstacle that's stopping it, them from full adoption. So let's prioritize those ones first before we go hit people who have never tried the product ever before. So that's an example of, you know, of what we look at. We look at the, the leads that we get from there. And uh, this is the first year where we've been able to integrate all of that into our CRM so we can track the progress all the way to the end of the year. And the positive thing is the value of the leads that we identified at the start of the year is well in excess of what our sales growth objectives were. And at the nearing the end of the year, it's tracking that, you know, they convert pretty well and we're getting pretty good results out of it. So um, it's always worked for us. Showcase has always worked for us because we have been able to see who the people are and we know that they're buying. But we never had the visibility over how much are they buying, where are they buying it, what else are they buying, and who's not buying enough, and who should we really focus on first? 
And that was a big change that, that came about. And it started last year, and we really refined it this year. And it's made a big difference in this season. What advice would you give a manufacturer who's listening, Alex? What, what advice would you give them if they're considering trying to do an event like this or they're trying to get more in front of more decision makers? Like, What advice would you give them or, or things you've learned that you think would be valuable for them to know? I think that, and Beth, you, you said this uh, already, but I'll just I'll, I'll reinforce what you said. You, you need to be genuine and authentic with the value that you're trying to bring. You can't fake it. We've even tried over the years, like, well, you know, we're going to mask this message in there. And man, they sniff it out within 30 seconds. Like they're, they're not stupid. And you, you don't, don't think that your customers are stupid because they're, they're not. They're, they're business people just like you. So I think if, if you really want to take this kind of approach, you need to, you know, the, the expression, walk a mile in their shoes. You, you need to walk a few miles in their shoes. And you need to understand their pain points from their perspective if you're hoping to bring value to them. And then the, the second thing would be exactly, I mean, I, I'm just going to repeat everything Beth said because she's bang on with everything. You got to give them more, you got to give them more value than you're comfortable in giving. We're doing these events. It is the largest, single most expensive marketing campaign that we run. It is entirely free for every attendee. They get a bunch of swag. We feed them very well. This is not like, sandwiches and, and coffee. This is like a nice hot meal, breakfast and lunch. You get a bunch of swag. You get a $100 gift certificate or a coupon for, for attending. Uh, you, we have thousands of dollars of prizes. Some of them come from us. Some of them come from the vendors. Like they're getting a ton of stuff just for coming and there's zero commitment. So they could come, get everything, learn everything, and then buy 100% my competitor's product. And I'm okay with that because I'll get them next time. Because at the end of the day, if they, if they realize that what we're saying is valuable, the minute they try our product, they're going to see that our product is in line with those things that are valuable. And that's our job to get them to try it. That takes so much guts, Alex. And I think, I mean, you guys are, are reaping the rewards for that now. You know, you've been doing it for yeah. 14 years. It's, it's going to be really cool to see what happens over the next coming years, because what manufacturers are realizing is that you, you can't just be all about your product anymore. It's got to be about everything that surrounds your brand on top of that, the value you bring, the information you provide, how you're helping them grow their business, because it is more competitive for them now, as well as you, you know? I'll just reinforce this. That, you know, I was saying how we just started kind of some of the tracking of the conversion and everything. That was something that, you know, I've only been in, in this position for, of almost two years now. So it's only, the, you know, we're trying to adopt it now, but we're seeing the results and it's working. But one thing I can say, and I don't think it's a coincidence, we've been doing Showcase for 14 years. In the 14 years that I've been here, we went from 150 employees, three manufacturing sites, to 660 employees, eight manufacturing sites. It's not a coincidence. The growth that we're having is because we're focused and, and, and we live it too, like not just at showcase. The sales reps, when we're visiting job sites, we're consulting. We're challenging what they're doing. And and we would continue to propagate that message of value and, and, and challenging the status quo and let me help you grow your business all year round. Showcase is just the the the, the you know the pinnacle of that to really kickstart the year. And then we just build off of that momentum all year long. 
That's actually an important point is that it's true of who your brand is all year long. You're not sending your sales team out there, sell, 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 and not having, but it's a part of your culture as a whole. Again, it ties back to that, that authenticity. If this was just this one event and you, even if you just crushed this event and it was just an incredible experience, but that's not who I, as the contractor customer have an experience with when your sales rep calls on me after the event, it's not going to be successful. That's exactly it. Obviously we'll link to your LinkedIn profile in our, in our show notes, but what's another way they can get in touch with you? You can shoot me an email if you like at alex at techobloss.com, T-E-C-H-O-B-L-O-C.com. Uh, otherwise the LinkedIn profile is always open. I Love connecting with people, especially uh, people in similar situations, because I think uh, we can all benefit from talking to each other. There's so much going on, and the industry's changing so much, and just building materials segment of business is changing so much that you know. I think that there's a, there's a lot of transferable skills and knowledge, and uh, I'm a very collaborative type of guy. So if you have a question, just drop me a line, no problem. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Alex. If you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast, subscribe to the podcast there, or check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.